Well, welcome, welcome, one and all, to the Old Cranky Bones podcast. This is episode two, coming to you as I record from the car studio tonight on Friday, October 27th. I hope everybody's had a decent week so far, if you're listening to this on the weekend. I hope you've had a relaxing weekend, that you've gotten some stuff done around the house that you intended to do, or that you went out and had some relaxing time outdoors, or even if you just sat on the couch all weekend and just watched some good scary movies, considering this is the weekend before Halloween. I hope you've had a good time doing that. I'm sure it was a busy work week for everybody. I know it was a busy work week for me as I made my way into the weekend. Really looking forward to the weekend, really looking forward to just kind of relaxing, getting some stuff done. Um, I know uh, on Saturday, as I record this on Friday night, tomorrow actually, um, and this may have already passed by the time you're listening to this episode, um, I'm going to be taking my teen kids to see the new Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Uh, they're big fans of the game series, and they're old enough now where I can take them to something like that, and I mean, it's PG-13 anyway, where we can get away with uh, with sitting and enjoying a good little, um, good little scary picture. Um, even if it's probably going to end up being a little bit comical. Um, it's streaming right now on the uh, the Peacock app as well. Uh, they did one of those day-and-date streaming releases uh, where you can actually watch it at home. And I probably could have saved a couple of bucks, but the bottom line is they really like that series, and for this one they wanted to have the theatrical experience. And it gets us out of the house on the weekend, gets us something to do. Uh, so we're going to go to the movie theater tomorrow, and we're going to check that one out have some popcorn, have some snacks, just relax and have a good time together as a family. And that's the kind of thing that I want to talk about this week um, as I go into the crux of the podcast here. Um, The overarching theme this week is family, and I'll explain that here momentarily because I could have talked to you guys this week about a large variety of topics. It has been one hell of of a week in terms of breaking news stories, things going on around the country, things that people are talking about and paying attention to, and just a ton of different developments that I could have gone into. And in fact, that's the way the week started as I was thinking about what I wanted to do for the podcast this week, the things that I wanted to be my usual cranky self about, the things that were kind of, man, I hate to use this phrase, but grinding my gears, so to speak, um, things I wanted to kind of rant about and talk about. There was a lot of shit going down. Um, you know, I had mentioned on episode one about the possibility that, uh, Jenna Ellis was going to cop a plea deal down in the Georgia Rico case. Uh, you know, the January 6th, uh, overturning the election deal down there. And, uh, at the beginning of the week, that's exactly what she did. You know, almost out of nowhere, there was a surprise court hearing. Jenna Ellis copped a plea deal. Uh, as non-contrite as she was in that apology of hers um, that I don't believe for a second because she's still continuing to spread propaganda out there online. So save us the crocodile tears, Jenna. Um, you know, to the um, to a lot of the other news that happened this week, I mean, the House of Representatives finally getting a Speaker of the House in uh, Mike Johnson, Louisiana. <laughs> Boy, that's got an entire episode and possibly even two, you know, waiting to happen on that one. Uh, I could have talked about that one all day long. Um, And to what I thought until later in the week was actually one of the biggest breaking news stories of the week, which was the reporting by ABC News 
that former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows had at some point negotiated an immunity deal with Special Prosecutor Jack Smith, the guy who's overseeing the January 6th investigation and uh, prosecution of Donald Trump um, for what happened back in Jan 6th of uh, 2021. Um, That's a big freaking deal because, if accurate, you're talking about a guy who knows where all the bodies are buried, metaphorically, so to speak, um, who, if he has flipped and if he has agreed to be a uh, to offer a testimony if he gave a proffer to the feds for immunity. Um, that's going to be a major, major thing in that case. Um, so a lot of things we could have talked about this week, but we're not. And I'll tell you why. Because Wednesday night, all of that changed. All of it changed. I am a big, big fan of professional wrestling. I have been for a long time, ever since I was a kid. When I was old enough to drive a freaking car, I was driving a car miles away to other cities to go to pro wrestling events and see my favorite wrestling stars. And I spent Wednesday night, uh, like I do so many, just kind of chilling out on the couch kind of surfing the news uh, on my iPad. And again, thinking about what I wanted to talk about for this week's episode. And on the TV, I had uh, the Wednesday episode of AEW Dynamite, All All Elite Wrestling Dynamite, uh, which is one of my favorite shows that comes on on a weekly basis. Uh, Love AEW. Uh, But I digress. Let me get back into why I'm making this conversation here. You know, I'm watching wrestling. The show had gone off. It was about 1030 at night, and that's when I got the notification on my phone. There there had been a mass shooting event in the Lewiston, Maine area. And at the time, it was reported that dozens were injured, dozens were dead, possibly as many as 22 um, deceased individuals who had been gunned down as the result of a mass shooting in the Lewiston, Maine area. And at that point... Everything that was planned for this week's podcast changed because, quite frankly, none of the other stuff matters. None of it matters when we talk about the ongoing epidemic of mass murder, of gun violence in this country. That's all I wanted to talk about going forward because I have a lot of very, very deep and personal, heartfelt emotions about this topic. And if anything, that's what this podcast is about. It's about me coming to you with what's on my mind and doing it in a real, very personal way, expressing myself about how I feel about this topic, what I'm thinking about this topic, my opinion about what's going on with it. And that's what I'm going to do. That's what we're going to discuss this week. So I'm going to just go over a few things here. It may be a little bit briefer uh, in total than the half hour that I like to try to do for the podcast, but we're going to talk about this because I've got some shit to say, and I'm going to get it off my chest. So here we go. Uh, Let me start out by just saying that I'm tired of this. Like so many of you, I'm right there with you. I feel you. I am so, so tired of this. I am tired of having to turn on the news 
day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, and learn about countless human lives in this country who have been needlessly brought to an end because this country collectively cannot seem to get its act together when it comes to putting a stop to mass murder by firearm. We just can't seem to do it. And I'm having the hardest damn time wrapping my head around why that is. What makes the United States of America different from every other civilized, industrialized, modern nation on this earth that we seem to be incapable of getting this done? When I hear the political rhetoric of things like people describing the United States of things like the shining city on a hill, the shit you hear in your standard political speech. Honestly, when it comes to this topic, I just want to scoff. I just want to go, you are so full of it. Don't get me wrong. It could be worse. This is a great, great country that we live in. It's a great country. But in many ways, it's a broken country. We're broken sociologically. We are broken emotionally in a lot of ways. We are broken on a very real and deeply felt personal level. We're divided in so many ways. But ways that we're divided go back before the days of Donald Trump. They go back before the days of the Tea Party. The seeds were sown a long, long time ago especially when it comes to the epidemic of gun violence. I was in high school back in the late 80s when the first well-known incident of a school shooting happened right here in my area. It was at what at the time was the Oakland Elementary School shooting uh, when two young students were killed, the school now known as Eleanor Rice Elementary. And I can remember feeling back in those days just a a feeling of dread, a feeling of fear, because up until that point, really in my world, nothing like that on a very personal level that close to home had ever really happened. It was frightening. In a lot of ways, it was shocking. It was mind-numbing. And then over the years, you had so many other, so many other incidents so many other incidents of mass murder, so many other school shootings, things of that nature. Columbine, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, Uvalde, Sandy Hook, so many others. So many other mass murders that took place just in public places, public places of worship, synagogues, churches, public places where we congregate, movie theaters nightclubs, grocery stores, this week a bowling alley, a bar, places where we go to congregate and have fun and mingle and get away from things and unwind and relax and spend time together with friends and with family and with co-workers. And all of a sudden, before you know it, 
life is over. Lives are ended needlessly. Just done. Finished. And all you did was go out for a beer. All you did was rent a pair of bowling shoes. All you did was go out to have a drink with some colleagues after work. All you did was take a youth group, a youth bowling league, to bowling night at the alley to give the kids something to do, to get them out of the house, to get them off their computers, off their phones, off their tablets, get them away from the TV, get them out doing something, spending some time together socializing. And you couldn't do that. You couldn't exercise your freedom as an American to do that because your life has now ended at the hands of a crazy person with an AR-15 who, let's face it, should never have had that weapon. And it's time that we do something about it. You know, this week we had a brand new Speaker of the House elected, a guy by the name of Mike Johnson, ultra-right-wing conservative guy from Louisiana, came out of nowhere, emerged as a candidate, and after Republicans couldn't get their shit together for three weeks, they finally decided to put this guy front and center as the representative of their party and as the newly minted second in line to the presidency of the United States. And here's a guy who, in one of his first big public interviews, went on the Sean Hannity show on Fox News, was asked about this very topic and about what needs to be done legislatively, if anything can be done to make these changes. And what did he say? Exactly what you would expect. Well, now is certainly not the time to have a conversation about legislation. Well, you know what? I call bullshit. I call bullshit. Now is exactly the time to talk about legislation. Now is exactly the time to come together and to get off of our asses and to collectively decide that we are done being beholden to the special interests of the NRA, to the greased and lined pockets that make the lives of politicians fat, happy, and rich, that keep them on the sidelines, and that keep gun control legislation from happening. Because as a point I've made earlier, every other single modern industrialized nation on this planet figured this shit out a long time ago. And you know what they don't have, guys? They don't have mass murder on a daily basis. Makes you wonder what happened there, doesn't it? Hmm, something to think about. It's worth having the conversation. And like I said, it's absolutely the time to legislate. It's been time to legislate forever ago. And I swear as I'm sitting to here, sitting here right now with this microphone in my hand talking to you, that I can remember the day when the news broke about Sandy Hook, which for the first time in quite a while hit me so deeply hard. That incident had such a profound effect on me because the thought of young kids with their entire lives ahead of them, beautiful young children, gunned down mercilessly in that school. That affected me in such a deeply personal way. I cried as a grown-ass man. I cried. I, I, I have no shame in admitting that to you right now. 
it affected me in such a moving and deeply personal way for a a moment, a microsecond, I guess. I actually remember thinking to myself that this is it. This is it. This is where it changes. And absolutely nothing happened. Nothing happened. There was debate. There was discussion. People were angry. People were hurt. People were upset. And nothing happened. And you would think that if we're that divided, that an incident like Sandy Hook, and later an incident like Uvalde, and every other incident that's happened since then, and every other incident that happened before then, to be honest, if that didn't spur action, what will? What will? The only thing that's going to do it, guys, the only thing that's going to do it is people who decide to stop voting for people who don't care about whether you or your children live or die at the hands of someone with a gun. A gun that nine times out of ten they should not have and should not own and should not have been able to get. You've got you've to vote for different people. You've got to vote for people who actually, truly give a shit. Or even if they're just pretending to give a shit, are going to take meaningful, actual action and take steps to make changes. I don't want to hear about the Second Amendment. I don't want to open X, Twitter, whatever the hell it is this week, threads, whatever social media I'm on, and see a trending topic with the words, shall not be infringed. I don't want to hear about it. Your Second Amendment rights are not going to be infringed. They're not going to be infringed. They're just not. I have. I want to be clear about this. I want to be absolutely clear about this. I have no problem with your Second Amendment rights. I don't. I have no problem with the Second Amendment. I have no problem with legal, responsible gun ownership. I have no problem with the vast majority of people who are legal, responsible gun owners. What I have a problem with is the ease and the ability of which people who do not need to have firearms are able to access military-style firearms with minimal to little restrictions or effort and are able to take said firearms, fill them with multiple round magazines, and kill 50 people in the span of a couple of minutes. That's the kind of thing that should not be happening here in this country. The personal ownership of firearms is a different topic. But the bottom line is, we have to make change. We have to make change. It has to get done. And we can do that without infringing upon the rights of responsible gun owners to have their weapons, to take them out and shoot them recreationally, to hunt with them, to use them for self-defense. Let's get back to that conversation I was mentioning earlier about that talk about now is not the time to discuss legislation and why that's absolute BS. You know, it doesn't align with public sentiment. It just doesn't. Look, I get that after a mass shooting, emotions are high. I'm emotional right now. It's a very sensitive time for victims' families. It's a sensitive time from the public. And politicians try to present an image where they're going to refrain from discussing legislation immediately to avoid appearing opportunistic or insensitive to the immediate grief and shock. But the bottom line is that's when the time is to act because you've got such a smaller window now between mass shootings that really you don't have a cooling off period. You don't have a time frame 
where you can allow cooler heads to prevail and sit and have a sensible conversation about how to legislate to prevent this going forward. You don't have time for that anymore. Mass shootings are happening on a daily basis now, mass shooting being, you know, four or more people being injured or killed by gunfire in this country. It's a daily occurrence. We're on a record pace now. We're on a record pace. The incident that happened in Maine this week was the deadliest incident so far in 2023. We're at the end of October, and it's certainly a record that I don't want to break before the end of the year. But the way things are going, I'm not entirely confident that that's not going to be the case. For Mike Johnson to sit in that seat and say, now is not the time to talk about legislation, I want to remind Speaker Johnson of something real quick while it's on my mind. Legislation is literally what Congress does. The sole purpose of Congress is to legislate and enact laws for the benefit and the betterment of American society. That is literally your damn job as Speaker of the House, is to move legislation and to facilitate this action. Get that through your head, Mike. Get that through your head. Your job is not to go on Sean Hannity and talk about what you can't do. Your job is to lead by example and show people what you can do. But let's be honest. We all know why you're in that seat. Don't get too comfortable. Don't get too comfortable. Because I figure you got about a year in it at best. A little more than a year tops. And I think we're going to see a Democrat majority in the House come the end of 2024 into 2025. Bottom line. This has been a very personal um, personal thing on my mind. Um, I just want to make a point, one more point here that I want to make here before I wrap up the show this week because I realized that I've been... I've been ranting about gun control and why it's important now for the entire episode, which is fine because that's what the purpose was. But in my mind, in my view, gun violence in America is the single most important domestic security issue being faced by this country right now. It just really is. We can have conversations about what's going on in the Middle East. We can have conversations about nuclear proliferation and our relationship with Russia. We can have conversations about our support of Ukraine and making sure that we are doing everything we can to stick it to the Putin regime and to the horrible things that are going on as a result of Putin's unlawful invasion in Ukraine. We can have conversations about every domestic threat that faces this country, known and unknown. But gun violence is not widely considered or widely talked about or widely thought about as being a domestic national security threat. But I assure you it is. And here is the reason why. Countries have gone to war for less than what we have endured in this country as a result of the epidemic of gun violence. It's a 100% true statement, and I stand by it. There are so many Americans that died needlessly and violently 
because of gun violence in this country on a daily basis, on an annual basis, that if a foreign power or a foreign adversary had been responsible for an equal number of fatalities of American deaths, I think it's safe to say that we would have long been at war with that other nation or with that other entity. We would have taken steps militarily, economically, in any other way possible that we can put together for accountability, for justice, and for the safety of the American public if a foreign adversary had been responsible. Another point that I want to make here, I said it earlier in the show, I'm going to say it now, stop voting for people who have no interest whatsoever in protecting your life, your children's lives, the lives of your family and loved ones who are at risk every time they leave the house, every time they go to the grocery store, every time they go to the bank, to the movie theater, to a church, a house of worship, anywhere you go in public where you get out of the house and you just do the things that you do as an American on a daily basis, and especially with your kids who you drop off at school every day and you kiss them goodbye and you tell them you love them, and in the back of your mind as you drive away, you wonder to yourself for a split second, am I going to see my child again today? Is my child going to make it through the day? Or is my kid's school going to be the next school that gets shot up by a mass murderer? Let's come together and let's put a stop to it. Band together. Don't elect people who don't care about you. Don't elect people who don't want to protect your family. And let's put a stop to this scourge, to this disease. Well, folks, I want to thank you again for tuning in to this week's very emotional and personal episode number two of the old Cranky Bones podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your preferred podcast platform of choice. That could be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the Amazon Music app, so that it's automatically downloaded and that you never miss an episode of the show. You can stay connected with me beyond the podcast on social media by following me on threads and Instagram at oldcranky underscore bones. And you can find me on TikTok. The handle there is at oldcrankybones. I'm always eager to communicate and continue the conversation with you and get your thoughts on the latest happenings and shenanigans. So until next time, everybody, I invite you to stay curious, stay bold, keep embracing that crankiness within. This is Chris Wilson signing off from the Old Cranky Bones podcast, and I'll see you down the road.